After a lifetime of researching the dynamic and enigmatic world of light entertainment, I've decided to ditch my notebook and meet the people who inspire me. What makes them the people they are? How do they feel about the show business landscape in which they find themselves? And in a world where anyone can be a star, is there still a need for performers who have universal appeal? Come with me on a journey of discovery as I get a unique insight into Britain's favourite stars with a little help from my glamorous assistants. Yeah, well, I say glamorous, more like hazardous. And of course, we'll have a bit of fun along the way. It is a known fact that the British music scene is notoriously difficult to break into. Only very few bands live to tell the tale. But if the planets happen to align and you're talented and lucky enough to join the club, a lifetime of success, drugs and rock and roll is waiting for you. One such band, who are hoping to do just that, are local group Plastic Mermaids. I caught up with lead singer Doug Richards a month after the band's homecoming gig at the Sugar Store in Cows to chat about his hopes and dreams for this exciting new band who are preparing to hit the big time and get his thoughts on such a pivotal moment in their lives. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Richards of the Plastic Mermaids. So, firstly, uh, tell us about the 7th of October. Homecoming gigs are notoriously emotional events. How was it playing in front of friends and family? It was, yeah, it was really cool actually. Like, um, where we put the gigs on ourselves, like, um, it was pretty, uh, it was quite a lot of work beforehand sorting and staging. And because it's not a, it's not a vet music venue, so we had to get everything in to do it. So that ended up being quite a faff. But it was, um, yeah, like, it was rad, really nice to just play to so many people in cows. It's quite relaxed and... Yeah, like you kind of have to, because there's a lot of stress of, yeah, everything setting it all up and you, you kind of have to try and get a moment just before going to play music to be like, okay, <laughs> get your head in a different space. But um, yeah, no, it was cool. And like we did, we did two nights. Um, so the second night was really easy because everything was already set up and we just turned just up straight and in. did it. They were cool gigs. It was, it was a tricky space because it's a, Normally, like a, a boat shed, so it's quite, um, quite like rattly and acoustic and stuff. Yeah, so. ah, it was good. Yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, how long does it take to get a set list, and how difficult is it to cater for different audiences? A little while, yeah. I mean, I guess the songs we're playing at the moment, we've kind of gathered together over the last probably three years or something. Um, I don't know. We've we got like about fifteen songs that we could play, and depending on how long. Booked to play, like, yeah, play between. Yeah. Do you pick specific songs for a place you're going? A little bit, yeah. If you're playing like festivals, often there's a lot of background noise from generators and other tents playing, you know, house music and stuff. So, if you've got like a lot of bleed, you kind of you can't the subtler stuff doesn't come across, like, you kind of have to do a bit more loud, and yeah, otherwise it's just you know, go hard, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, it, it, if you're doing like some sort of quiet beautiful thing like it just kind of gets a bit lost under the you know and also people are jumping the more intimate gigs you play like softer <laughs> yeah yes so, yeah for yeah. sure i saw you at the rhythm tree festival this year playing an acoustic set which i thought was fantastic oh yeah did you enjoy those intimate gigs better than the big rock and roll performances at festivals so um <clears throat> i don't do a lot of them to be honest yeah um especially solo that was a bit of one up i'm doing doing actually i'm doing one when was that? Someone in one twenty fifth or something in Portfield in the oh, village hall, a little, really? a little one, yeah. Um, what, just on your own? 
Yeah, it means some strings. Yeah, but um, we do some the acoustic one with just with the whole band as well, and like they can be really really nice. Like playing to a well, playing to a silent audience is just a, such a it's just a different thing. Like yeah. You can people just sat there just enjoying you and yeah. not reacting as much as whereas at your festival. You can do a lot of different kind stuff. Of crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So you can just sort of I guess, yeah, play different music, which is really nice. Like Do you ever try out new songs? Yeah, sometimes, for sure. I mean that that one I did at Rhythm Tree was like about five or six new songs. Mm-hmm. So I kind of set it as my, a challenge to myself to write a load of new songs for it because I knew it was just like a little a little acoustic thing that didn't, you know, matter too much and it. Yeah, so definitely trying new things and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's fun. Songwriting is one of the hardest things in music. Tell us a little about your process of writing a song. Uh, it's funny enough. For me, like, I can come up with, like, musical ideas, like melodies and chords and stuff, um, rhythms, whatever, like, really quite easily. I could come up with a hundred in a day, but... Wow. But like writing words, I find quite challenging. I I really have to like some occasionally they come to me like, but normally I have to like really just sit myself down and be like, right, I'm going to write some words now and like really trying to focus myself. Otherwise, I kind of I hope that they're just going to appear. Like the musical ideas just kind of turn up, but um, they don't. And, yeah. I was going to say I can't imagine it's easy to get a melody and then find the right words to like put together yeah sometimes you'll have some melodies that go better and sometimes you end up like i do a lot of i'll play and i'll sort of sing but not words just sort of sounds yeah. feel like words but then you kind of it becomes tricky because you want to find words that, yeah that fit those sounds yeah, but um and also with some sort of meaning yeah <laughs> it, but yeah this question relates to that um famously paul mccartney dreamed the melody to yesterday and woke up humming along. What's the strangest place you've ever created a song? I wrote one sat in my car at Coppenstridge in traffic. <laughs> really? What holds up? Yeah, pretty much. That's a bit, was just, it busy? Or was it yeah, just... I, was just, I was just sat in traffic and I was just singing it into my phone. <laughs> That's amazing. Straight off the cuff then. Just... Yeah. I've dreamt I've, I've, I've a few things as well. It's funny as well because like... I don't really know. It's weird because you can't really take credit for it if you, <laughs> you know. if you dream it. No, I mean, I guess I wrote it, but I don't know. <laughs> wrote it in your subconscious. It's just... a bit more like fishing. You just like you put your rod out there, but you don't really know what you're gonna catch. Yeah. Okay, throughout the ages, bands have had their fair share of family members. What is it like sharing a stage with your brother Jamie? It's sharing a stage with him is fine. Recording because we all record together. He. He does a lot of the technical stuff of the recording, so we can can get a bit heated. Can you clash? And, yeah, because yeah. obviously, like we all really care about what we're doing and yeah, have strong opinions on it. So when we disagree, it, yeah, it's quite. Do you tend hard. to kick off more with him than the other band members, or because he's family, or we we disagree less often, mm-hmm. but when we do disagree, it's it's big. It's, it's, <laughs> it's harder to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it sends up being silly, and someone's like, right. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you just walk out. Unless I get my way, I'm not doing anything. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, it's, generally, it's actually we get on pretty well considering yeah. we fought, we fought a lot when we were kids, so maybe we got out of system. Okay, everything is yellow, and yellow is my least favorite color. Is the third in the trilogy of EPs self-produced by Plastic Mermaids. What makes that EP different from the last? 
<laughs> don't know, really. I mean, it's they're all kind of like a little portion of a, a set of songs, kind of a, in a certain time that you record them. They go, I kind of, I think they just reflect a little bit like where you're at at that time. And yeah, I think the one we, the one we most recently did, like it, it feels a little more cohesive than the last one as a sound. And we're just about to start recording our, an album. Um, hoping to, yeah, get it. Uh, it'll probably be a bit more of that sound in there. I don't know where, exactly where we're going. A bit more experiment, experimentation first, I guess. Nice. <laughs> Naming it something, I don't know. Sometimes it would be just, it'll just be something, something be obvious, and it'll be like, yeah, let's do that. And then other times we kind of, yeah, if it's less obvious, then we'll discuss it as a, a group. <laughs> yeah. Or is that kind of at at a pub or? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's normally pretty um, low down the list of priorities. <laughs> <laughs> deciding you know what the um what the songs are called and what the <laughs> excellent yeah the album's called from hearing your acoustic set and seeing the full band lineup i can easily identify with your musically and spiritually coming from is the soft soft rock sound moby travis tom o'dell vibe but who are your main musical influences who do you kind of look up to hmm hmm I guess, like in terms of like, older stuff, I listened to a lot of Pink Floyd and Bowie over, mm. and then we get compared a lot to Flaming Lips at the moment, which I think that's probably some yeah. Um, Mercury Rev. I know I've not actually listened to Mercury Rev much, but we get compared to them a lot. Um, I quite like like yeah, sort of older singer songwriter stuff like Neil Young and um, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, and then I don't know. I kind of like, I like stuff with nice melodies, but then with quite enjoy like more interesting production as well. Um, have you heard of Stuff Jen Stevens? But yeah, I like, he's kind of more current and quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's next for the Plastic Mermaids? Well, we just, weirdly, we've been, <laughs> we were looking for a space to record an album in. We wanted to set up in a, somewhere bigger than we've had. We've, we have been recording in my dad's house and, um, wanted like a bigger space so we can set everything up and just leave it set up which would be really good I think for like working on ideas together like jamming out with the band and stuff and um so we we're looking for a space and randomly my dad bumped into these people who live where me and Jamie grew up we lived there from like till we were like eight it's done it's, it's like they, and they've built this big sort of posh barn on their in the garden of the house where we used to live and they they keep it as a holiday house it's like down like a big long track near um Newtown Creek, and they basically nice. said we can borrow this shed for like really? for the winter to record it, which is amazing. So we've just been setting up everything there, yeah, and um, hopefully, yeah, make an album. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a kind of date that you want to get the album done by, or we'll try and finish it by about March, I think, and hopefully the first track will be coming out uh, somewhere in April, I think. Excellent. And then the album will follow that. And then more touring and yeah, more gigs at the end of April. That's we've, so that's why we've, we've stopped gigging now. Have you had any interest from anyone big yet? Not particularly. No, we've so we've done um, the last three records we did with a small independent label from uh, London called Cross Keys. Um, I don't know what quite what the plan is with this one. We're basically going to record it and then um, see if we can get some interest. Then like um, the record industry is a funny one at the moment. Like they don't want to put money into anything. Like so, there's not there's not like they used to sort of speculatively give a band a load of money to go away and record. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like they want to see. Oh yeah, this is an album. 
okay, yeah. And then they still don't want to put money into it until like someone else does. And then they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know. And then it's a fight. Yeah. It's what? Yeah. It's, a yeah, bit. it's quite a tough business, isn't it? So, ho- yeah. Hopefully we'll find someone who wants to uh, put it out. But if not, we might self-release it as well. But there's a lot of benefits to that nowadays. So. Yeah. 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 You can do it through your own channels, can't you? With yeah. YouTube and... And if you Spotify you, and everything, if you manage to get some success through that, you make a lot more money yeah. afterwards. So. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. No worries at all. Thank you very much to our guests for being the subject to another Beyond the Title interview. If you like this, why not browse the website and see if there's anything that takes your fancy. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to receive updates on forthcoming interviews and to see more information about me and what I do. Thanks again and hopefully see you next time for another Beyond the Title interview.